Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I'm your host, Mike Durham. I'm here with my friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We're also here with Shane Christian Cunningham, our pop culture aficionado. And this is the second of our year-end holiday wrap-up. You'll be getting six pods over the next six days discussing some of our favorite music, TV shows, and movies uh, from 2019, as well as the year's biggest disappointments and some surprises. So, guys, today the subject is best song mm-hmm. of 2019. What are you guys thinking? We all got thoughts on music. Max, of course, is in a very successful uh, band, Arkells. Uh, you write music for a living. Uh, who wants to start with their best song of 2019? Shane, you go. All right. Well, I'm a big Post Malone fan. Mm. And I was talking even to my wife about him today. And I said, oh, do you like this song? And she said, he could fart into the microphone and I would like it. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. Every song of his, mm-hmm. to me, is a hit. Yeah. So I just listened to his whole album, and I'm really into the song Circles. Yeah, that song is a great song. It's a little overplayed right now, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't change so much to not get you to get sick of it. Mm. That being said, I'm not sick of it yet. So right now, it's my favorite song. It's kind song. of like an indie rock song, eh? It's, it's like not. Cool. It's like the least kind of hip-hop-y thing that he's done. But that's always been his thing. He gets... I think he gets labeled overly hip hop when he's not. Yeah, that's his big trick is that he's not really hip hop. Yeah, he's got like crazy like sort of hip hop tattoos and a lot of the production ha- leans hip hop sometimes. But he's writing timeless like kind of singer songwriter songs. Yeah, yeah, I like love. They would pass the campfire test. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah I love Post Malone very much. And um, actually, so when we were just talking about TV shows. So there's a show called People Just Do Nothing, which is basically, uh, it's a British show. It's kind of like The Office where it's like documentary style. And it chronicles these like four guys that are probably in their late 20s, early 30s. And they th- and they run this pirate radio station out of their like apartment in their like housing complex in like the outer suburb of London. Yeah. And they think they're the greatest MCs of all time. And, and, <laughs> and the main guy, uh, he has the most confidence in the world as if he's like... <laughs> He might as well be Kanye West, and he's like, "Oh, we're doing big things." And he, but he's a white guy, but he thinks he's Jamaican. Like, but but is this a bit on the Ali G tip? A li- yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And they have uh, anyway. You really fall in love with the characters um, for different reasons. It's just like an, a really funny, awesome show that I recommend. Again, like short episodes, and um, I just saw a clip yesterday of them th- visiting. Post Malone at his house. This was in 2017. So Post Malone, or at least someone on his team, must be fans of these guys who are like, and it's basically these guys giving Post Malone tips on how to be a better rapper. <laughs> but they're super serious about it, and Post Malone just like is like high and loving it. But uh, I recommend you check out People Just Do Nothing, and I I love Post Malone. He seems like a really likable guy. I was going to talk about mm-hmm. him a little bit in our biggest surprises of the year, uh, so I'll save that. But um, one of my favorite songs now that you make me think of it is Sunflower. Do you know yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Sunflower is whew, what a fucking song. It's it's like two minutes and 25 seconds. It was from the Spider-Man. Uh, from the Spider-Man yeah. soundtrack. And it's Sway Lee's on it as well. His old collaborator. And it is. There's a thing that happens in some of my favorite pop songs. And I'll, and I'll say the first example I ever experienced was in my life. The Beatles where it's just like just the melodies are so beautiful and pleasing and warm that it just like f- fills me with just joy yeah. and and, it, and it's but it's it's a soothing kind of joy and i could listen to sunflower 
on repeat and I don't like to listen to songs on repeat but I can listen to that one on repeat like a hundred times over it's just and like I remember like showing the song to Tony and Tony just sat at the piano and just like playing the melody on the top hand he's like this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard so that song is so fucking good and actually another great music moment of 20, um, 2019 was that that song came out and then the long awaited Vampire Weekend record came out Yeah, and uh, Vampire Weekend also has a song called Sunflower that for all we know they've been working on for the last five years because that's how long the record's taken and their version their their song Sunflower is much different but they go over to, uh, to England and they do these this BBC session and instead of playing their own version, they just play Post Malone. They just cover That's Post funny. Malone. That's funny. That's great. Yeah. Um, my favorite song uh, of the year, uh, maybe, I don't know if it's my favorite song of the year, but I appreciate it the most is Harmony Hall, which is the Vampire Weekend song. This fucking guy. Sorry. Okay. Like, seriously, I literally listen to no music. <laughs> okay. You guys have a million songs to choose from, and he chooses my damn song. Okay, okay. Tell me, you t- nah, I don't want to. No, go no, ahead. no, no, no. I'm kidding, by the no, way. No, go, go ahead. No, I. Why, I, did, why do you. How, did you and Max talk about this before? No, not at all. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you got him onto it or something. No. no Why do no, you like it so much? No. This, so what's funny is like when it, so like when this subject comes up, uh, you know, because we we sort of predetermined what we were going to talk about in this 2019 wrap up. Uh, best song of the year came up, and I immediately was like, oh shit. I'm like. I don't listen to a lot of new music. We've talked about this before, like as far as like how people sort of get into a, if I'm going, like mostly I listen to podcasts, right? And I don't listen to a lot lot of music like that would be mine around the house. And if I do, it's going to be stuff like the Beatles or stuff from when I was a kid that I listened to. You get kind of like like. something Winnie might like. So Danica, my wife, loves Vampire Weekend. So when the new record came out, she had that record on like all the time. So then sort of by osmosis, I end up sort of absorbing that record. So I'm like, oh, what's like, do I even like, have I listened to a new record this year? Other than just shit you hear all the time, like a Billy Eilish song on the radio or stuff that's sort of you can't ignore in bars or something like that. That's the sort, of, sort of the way I hear new music. You know, I'm not super, um, I don't go to find stuff the way that you guys do or my brother does. Uh, so then I was like, well, it's going to have to be the Vampire Week, something from Vampire Weekend because that just happened to come into my life. And I really, really, really do love that song, yeah. uh, Harmony Hall. And we were actually listening to it on the drive in from Toronto today. Uh, for those of you listening, we're recording this at Max's place in Hamilton because, again, it's over the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, I, I was like, I was going to say that. I was going to say why I liked it. And then I was going to ultimately say that if it wasn't that, it would be something from the uh, greatest hits of the Wiggles, that catalog. <laughs> uh, but now you can't say that because Max ruined it. He ruined yeah, it. Yeah, so you ruined it. So, well, we should get into it in your Vampire Weekend thoughts. But yes, I would like to just be on the record as saying the Wiggles are underrated as a group. Uh, uh, Fruit Salad is a great song. Do the Propeller is also <laughs> a fantastic cut. Uh, so check those ones out. So yeah, I was actually having the thing. It's like if, if I ever have a kid, like, do I have to play them this kid shit? Like, why can't I just like throw adult podcasts on? And, like, well, podcasts might they might not dig that. But here's the thing: we play Beatles exclusively mm. for like Winnie and like like advanced music. I I, I still do. I'll, I'll play a lot of Elton John when I'm feeding her. I'll put on Bowie, mm. things like that. But the thing is uh, about those kids' songs, like and especially those Wiggles songs, is it's like they're accessible in a way that immediately makes them happy. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And there's like dancing components if you're watching it on the TV. Mm. It's colorful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's value in it, and you start to go, oh, these songs are pretty good. Mm. Yeah, but you, you can do whatever you want. If you want to listen to you know Slate Gabfest or whatever with your kid, then. You- <laughs> 
<laughs> go for it, brother. It's just all about stopping the kid from crying. Because I had these, <laughs> I, I had the, I had these same theories. You're like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to show them Tarantino movies all the oh, time. Well, I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to talk to Lucy like she's a baby. I'm going to talk to her like she's a doll because I hate baby talk. But the kids don't respond the same to very easy words that are easy to say and mm. regurgitate. And there's certain melodies and certain instruments that mm. hit them differently where they actually will shut up. Yeah. And uh, they see colors differently too. So high contrast colors are very good to soothe the baby. Mm. So some, if, if Lou is absolutely going insane, it, there's this high contrast baby video on YouTube. It has like 48 billion views because every parent uses it. I just hand her my phone and she'll just chill. Oh, wow. So you'll find if you ever choose to have children mm -hmm. that you'll just do that. Do all the things you said you weren't going to do. Yeah, like whatever it takes to get this little thing to shut the fuck up kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> You're going to be a good dad. Verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I loved about the Vampire Weekend song, Harmony Hall, was that they... You mean our favorite song, Our favorite Max? song. Yeah. Is that they took forever to put up this fucking record. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I love Vampire Weekend. I love Ezra. Wasn't this the lead single? And this was the lead single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens when a band takes this long to put out a record? There's so much pressure on it because if they had just been, if they'd put out this record two years after the last record, people and and the song and the lead song was like okay, nobody would be that upset because it's like oh there's a whole bunch of other songs we heard two years ago and maybe the next one like because they're producing. But when someone takes this long, the shit has to be good. It's like when any director spends like seven years making a movie, you're like this better be fucking good. And so there's a lot of pressure on Vampire Weekend, and they fucking delivered. Like, that song is one of their best songs they've ever written. It, it, it has all the qualities that you like about Ezra and Vampire Weekend, but it didn't seem like they were ripping off something they'd done in the past. Like, it was, it was totally new and fresh for them, but still felt very much like them, which is kind of the sweet spot I think a lot of bands try to go for. And, uh, yeah, I was just very impressed. I, the thing that I'll say is a lot of, I think, indie rock guys – look up to uh, Ezra and Vampire Weekend a lot being they're like that's what I want to do like I want to be sort of like a little ironic and I can uh, my internet presence will be very like tongue-in-cheek like if you follow their Instagram account it's only the worst photos of all time he kind of like zigs while everyone else zags and that is sort of what makes him kind of unique and special and also it takes him five years to put out a new record um, I would just say to the, those young indie rockers there can only be one Ezra there can only be one Vampire Weekend. Everybody else has to fucking work. You, right. you know what I mean? Like when that happens, when when young people go like, "Well, I just want to do what they what they kind of do." Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna like, eh, what's what's the rush? Or why do I have to put up a good looking photo on Instagram? Yeah, I'm not gonna. Ezra doesn't have to do that. And you're like, no, no. There's only one. There's only one Ezra. Right. And sports people seem to understand that more. Like, I'm never going to be Michael Jordan. Yeah. But when it comes to creative property, people don't understand because it's so hard to like pinpoint how much better someone is than you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I would just say that if you're a young artist, like l like everybody else is hustling very hard. And like no one hustles harder than like Mick Jagger and Bruce Springsteen too. So there you go. Want to know an interesting Post Malone fact? Yep. Do you know what my uh, first dance song was? I know, it was White Iverson. Okay, so then the, f uh, the following Halloween, my wife went as White Iverson. Mm -hmm. And then the following summer, Post Malone signed the picture of my wife dressed as White Iverson. That's right. And that's At, on my um, desk right now. That was at the MMVAs, right? Yes, you were there. Yeah, yeah. it's just cool facts. Yeah, that was a nice moment. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, we can say that Post Malone is a former pod guest. It's true. That it's interview so aired on a pod. That's another crazy thing about Post Malone, which he deserves way more credit for, is that he came out of the gate very popular, and you're like, okay, there's no way you can sustain this. But his like 
his songs only got better. Like yeah. his records only oh, got yeah. better, which is fucking crazy. Like I remember like Imagine Dragons is another good example of this where it's like the first record, big deal. And then everyone's like, okay, but can they, what's the second record going to be like? It's even better. I'm not even a huge Imagine Dragons fan, but I respect it. And Post Malone. You've talked about his body. Hot bod. <laughs> Who, who's? Uh, Post Malone. That's <laughs> <laughs> a singer from Imagine Dragons. <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> Um, what do you guys think it is about Post Malone that connects with people? Is it that is it the, like the sort of like authentic sort of like uh, uh, like people feel like they know exactly what they're getting with him? Like there's a sort of lack of pretense. He's very honest, uh, like you said, lack of pretense. He's very kind. Yeah. His songs are all amazing hits. That helps. I, I think if he didn't have the hits behind it, he's just another nice guy. But if you watch his interview... His voice is great, too. Yeah, yeah, he's got an awesome voice, that southern charm or whatever it is. And uh, there's an interview with Breakfast Club with him. not sure if you've seen it. They're very mean to him. And instead of being mean back, he's just very kind. Mm -hmm. Like he just rolls with it? This is when they thought he was going to be like a flash in the pan. A one-hit wonder. And now he'll probably never go back to that show. Yeah. I also find it fascinating just from like... um, I don't know, the perspective of like uh, 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 image. It's like so... You know, this kind of happens with people. and It's like, you know, he has tattoos on his face, right? But you actually stop seeing the tattoos on someone's face when they become a certain amount of successful. Like I find it, I, like like uh, sleeves even. Like Shane, you have a ton of tattoos in your arms. I don't even see those tattoos now when I look at you. But I imagine when we meet people for the first time wearing a tank top, mm-hmm. it's the first thing they see. Mm-hmm. It's because you think I've reached a level of success where it just disappears? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because once you know somebody or you get oh, right, used yeah. to them, mm-hmm. you just don't see it anymore. Yeah, and he's been a part of our Like my best friend last. growing up uh, had like freckles. Like he was a super freckly dude. But it was always weird to me after some time, like when people were like, "Oh, the dude with the freckles." I was like, right. "Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Like he does have freckles." Do you guys think that when you like when you're post Malone, and you have like face tattoos like that, is that like, like at no point is he going to worry about what that that becomes part of who he is, right? And just a part of his look, the way that like Elvis's hair was like that. But I feel like if any like other people could wear Elvis's hair and go out and it would be totally fine. But if other people want to emulate Posty and get face tattoos, and people do. How is that going to, like, how does that work going forward? Are we just as a society going to be like, yep, face tattoo's fine? Or does it become like this? It could swing that way, and we could be the old men saying, how you'll never get a job. Like, when uh, less than 10 years ago, no, I guess just over 10 years ago, people were telling me if I got a tattoo below my elbow, mm. I wouldn't be, I'd be unemployable. Wow. Now, nobody even thinks of it. Yeah. I hope we don't go into face tattoo territory. That's what I, I'm asking. I know, but why? Just because I think that it's like, just not attractive. Right. But yeah. People thought that about arm tattoos and sleeves and stuff, and everyone's changed and shifted. I guess so. I just feel like we're going to be old men if we're having that. Mm-hmm. It's nothing sacred anymore, you know? Just, but but, but, but someone's you. Because you still feel person. that way about arm tattoos. No, no. I, I like your arm tattoos. I wouldn't get them myself, but uh, I, I like yours. <laughs> what do you think of posts? Like, do you even consider the fact that he has face tattoos now, or do you just think of him as an artist? It's like his own thing. Yeah, I, I still can't totally get over the face tattoo thing. Like, there's all these like rappers that have face tattoos, and I know, like, but is post the Vampire Weekend of face tattoos? <laughs> what? You know how you were saying Vampire uh, oh, Weekend can get away with things that other bands? Can't? Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say that most people should not be getting face tattoos. Is post the exception? Yes or no? Uh, yeah, he's the exception to the rule. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, last thing I'll say about Post Malone, which is very interesting, is that he, you know, most times you kind of have to cater to a particular demo. That's like if you're in any kind of artistic industry, you're like, okay, who am I? Who's my demo? Who am I? So I'm a rapper, or I like the indie rock kids, or I like the metal, or whatever, right? Post Malone stratifies like 
every genre. Is that the word? Stratify? Is it, or strat- straddles. straddles. Yeah. Straddles every uh, Well, genre. he's been stratifying, too. He's Yeah. What, is, what does stratify mean again? I mean, it's like gone out of this atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's right. He straddles every genre in that. So he has this modern hip-hop production. He has his timeless songs. He really has an appreciation of classic music. Like, he's talked about how much he loved Fleetwood Mac. And... There's a video that surfaced of him like smoking a cigarette in his kitchen. There's a, like a Bluetooth speaker blaring Fleet Foxes. And Fleet Foxes, like, you know, respected pitchfork indie rock band of the 2010s kind of thing. And he knows every word to the song. But then, of course, he like gets every big name rapper and up and coming person in that genre to, to, to be on his songs too. So it's just like he really appeals to like country music fans and to pop fans and to singer songwriter fans and to hip hop fans. And he does it in a way that's super sincere. Cause when you try to be everything to everyone, usually it goes badly, but yeah. he somehow does it. Well, I think he's being true to himself and he's not trying to guess what the next wave of mm-hmm. cool sounds are going to be. He just goes with what he likes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very impressive. Post Malone vampire weekend. Those seem to be the two uh, consensus picks of eh, 2019. Eh, eh, eh. Last thing I'll say is uh, YBN Corday, new rapper who I really like. He has a song with Anderson Pack, uh, and it's called RNP, and it's very good. Is, is Kanye on any of the, the hits Ooh. of the year list? Yeah, how did you end up liking that record? I know we were excited when it was coming out, but it didn't really stick with me. It was a couple good songs. Because you messaged me like a two weeks after and said, it's growing on you. Yeah. I guess it, then it fell off. Yeah, It feels it's kind like, of the same for me. Yeah. yeah. It feels like, as a, someone sort of an outside observer, that it came and went without mm-hmm. much, you know, like... It was missing, like, the one big song to to keep everybody around to get even deeper into the rest of the songs. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the things Kanye usually has done. It's like, you, you can appreciate the songs that don't hit you over the head because there's one that really does, and then it brings you in for the rest of the album. Yeah, he went with, like, the Fleabag model of very little content, <laughs> but you need the, the big hit. Yeah, just give me one. Um... It's funny. I know you're. You've been into rap, like you've talked about it before. But what would you say, like, like your top three genres are as a fan? Ooh, good question. Like, is rap uh, number one? No, I mean, no. I mean, probably like, I guess like band music. I mean, my favorite genre, like the Beatles, are my. Favorite. I was listening to the Beatles today, right? Right. Like, so it's like there's pop a, music's your favorite. Yeah, yeah. I guess pop. Yeah, yeah. Pop music. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I kind of throw a lot of stuff into pop music, like Post Malone pop music, Billie Eilish, which I love with pop music. Anderson Pack is pop music to me. I mean, Kanye West has like I guess it's hip hop, but also kind of it's also just kind of popular music. It's like I, I don't like it to be like overly obscure, hard to read music. Like I like I like when it's artfully done, but I just like a, a like a compelling melody and a good lyric. So a Coldplay song and a Post Malone song yeah. live in the same uh, uh, wheelhouse to you because yeah. it's all popular. Yeah, you put it on. It totally does. Yeah, it's all the same to me. Interesting. Yeah. 